yes, I look back on some of the things that I wrote and some of the thoughts that I was having and think, oh, I wish I could go back and tell that version of myself, like, don't worry about this or this isn't a big deal. It'll work itself out. But ultimately, it's like, no, I, I needed to go through all of that to be here now. Welcome back. You're listening to Let It Out with me, your host, Katie Dalebout. We're back. New season. We took three weeks off and I am so happy to be back. I love recording this podcast. I'm excited about the next season. I'm excited about the next nine years of this show, hopefully. And who knows, maybe even more. But in this episode, I invited three of my longtime friends and collaborators, Maria, Laura, and Eva. And we have this candid conversation covering how we all connected and looking back at the last nine years of this show, what has stuck out for us, what we've learned from each other as a result of listening and recording to these conversations. This is a really different episode if you're just starting here you know this is not the way the podcast usually is usually i have a long form interview with someone i've either never met and i get to know them during the podcast or someone i know really well and i have a deep conversation about creativity and habits and routines and feelings and relationships and what helps us and where our blind spots are. And that's what we're going to continue to do this season. But in this episode, it's a roundtable conversation where we talk about everything from eating disorder recovery to connection to relationships and creativity and journaling. And I loved reflecting on this show and everything that this project has given me for nearly a decade. And at the end, I share, you know, what I'm excited about and what I want to do more of. And I would love to hear from you. So I'll let you listen to this episode. I'm going to let Maria and Eva and Laura introduce themselves, but they are all tremendous and that there will be more information on how to connect with all of them in the show notes. And I really hope you do because they're three of my favorite people, which you'll hear all about very shortly. I'm going to just keep it short and sweet. I will speak to you at the end. The best way you can support this free podcast is by checking out the sponsors. I genuinely choose brands and organizations that I use and love and I highly bet them. And I am so excited about the sponsors for this week's episode and every week. Thank you all so much for being here. This is this is really full circle and exciting. And I just love the three of you so much. And it's a real exciting moment for me to get to talk to you each separately. And then to get, I mean, my, my love language, I think, is hosting a party. <laughs> like I really shine bringing people together who I think will like each other and just kind of watching it play out. And I feel like 
you know, I haven't been able to do that as much as I would have liked recently. And I love that I'm doing that in a virtual way right now with the three of you. So thank you so much for being here. And for everyone listening, I guess I should say you are three of my favorite people and friends now. And I often say that podcasting is the new networking and having a podcast for just under a decade has helped me make so many lifelong friends through people who have come on as guests and people who have been listeners. And I met the three of you through Let It Out and this community. And some of you know each other and and some of you just met right now. It sounds like since none of you have spoken, it, for people listening, it probably sounds like I have like 20 people on Zoom, but it's real. there's four of us. But it's been nine years since I started this podcast. I wanted to have a bit of a reflection about the last several years of Let It Out and talk about the future and what I'm excited about now. And I couldn't think of three better people to do it with than you three, people that I've worked with in different capacities. And like I said, there's four of us on this call, which I think is the most that I've ever had on any podcast episode. So hopefully it's not too confusing for people listening. And before we get too much further into the roundtable conversation that I want us to have. Let's start by going around and introducing ourselves and telling a bit about yourself and where you are and and how you found Let It Out. So I will go first. My name is Katie and I'm in Los Angeles. It's very hot today. And I am just having... And I don't know if I want to hear... Maybe also when you go around just like ground into how your day is going because this is a theme that keeps coming up for me. And I don't know if it's like where I am in my cycle or the cycle, but my friends and I today, everyone's kind of been on the same page of like feeling a lot of heaviness of like everything I do is just a little, I don't have much energy and I'm a little, I'm excited to be here, but I'm just kind of coming to it with the day of like, okay, next, what's the next thing? And, and, trying to I've on like my well not I was gonna exaggerate and say my third cup of coffee, but I'm it's just my second, but it's still too many. <laughs> so anyway, that's the energy I'm coming in with. Tell me what's going on with each of you. Maybe it's opposite. Let's go through like in order of when I met you. So Laura, why don't you begin? Laura and I are both from Michigan. So it's it's all really fuzzy to me how we first connected. So Introduce you fuzzy to me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. But um, so I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's beautiful here today, though I haven't spent too much time outside. I've been, you know, in back-to-back meetings most of the day. So I can feel that, you know, kind of heaviness energy, just like a little bit low. But I'm so excited to be here and to have this conversation and just to kind of take a trip down memory lane a little bit. And so I was, I don't even know how I found your podcast, Katie, but I listened to season one. I mean, I was there from, what was it? 2013? 2013. Yeah. March of 2013. Absolutely wild. So I guess at that time I was in grad school in Michigan and was just like, oh, this is a kindred spirit. This is someone who's talking about all these topics that I'm really interested in. She's from Michigan. And so I think, I don't know if there was another connection, but I think it was just, 
I became a fan of the podcast. And then we had connected. I, I don't know. I, I can't. It is really fuzzy. I'm not sure exactly how we connected, but I know that we did. And we talked a couple of times and you were, I didn't know this at the time that you were just starting to work with people one-on-one, but it was a time in my life. So then years later, there was a time in my life where I just really was so eager for space and connection to myself. And I love journaling. I really wanted to reconnect into that. And so we started working together I guess it was probably 2014 or 2015 because I was living in LA at the time. So this is shedding no light, I think, on exactly how we met (laughs) or when it was, but it was around between 2013 to 2015. And then, you know, we really struck up a friendship from there and have kept in touch since then. And it's been so fun to see the evolution from Wellness Wonderland season one to everything that you've created with Let It Out between the book and the podcast evolution. And it's just amazing. So I'm like, I guess a a big fangirl and now a friend. (laughs) Mm. Oh my God. Well, you know, it is so funny to look back because you, I was telling before we started recording, I was telling Maria and Eva who are also here about you because they hadn't met you yet that you were my very first coaching client then. And I can't believe that. I never would have guessed that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. But it was wild because I remember you living in LA and you sent me the most wonderful care package. And I still think about that care package because now that I'm in LA and I get those things or I see certain items that were in that care package. And it was the first time I'd ever gotten to try them. And it felt like you knew me so well and were in my brain with this care package. Do you even remember what I'm talking about? No. Oh my God. It was incredible. Because we were totally kindred spirits. So I believe that. But I cannot remember. Although I have the journal that you sent me and I kept it. And I just pulled it out last night and I was looking through it and it was just the most fun experience to go through it and just see what was going through my mind at that time. To see your own growth. That's so wow. And it's been, it's been a really tremendous experience for me to keep in touch with you. And we've since gotten to meet in person and, and, and kept in touch and hearing, you know, thinking about your life then and knowing so much about you through that experience of getting really close with you through working with you in that one-on-one setting. And that was like you said, before my book came out, before I'd even written the book. And I have seen you change and grow and morph in so many ways. And thinking about that and watching your life become everything it's become just like couldn't bring me more joy. Like every time I hear your voice, I just smile and think about, you know, where you were then and where I was then. I remember where I was when I got your email and it just is so clear in my memory, like obviously fuzzy in parts, but the important parts are clear in my memory. And I love that you have that journal because I think it is really interesting. There's something about, you know, I had a a really, I mean, like most of us last year, a, a specific year of 2020 and last summer, especially was such a 
peak experience for me. And I went back on my computer the other day and pulled up this document that I had on my computer that was like 25,000 words about three months. And seeing the things I was saying, some of them really made me cringe. And some of them really showed my growth, you know, of like, that's one thing, a question I get often, especially when the book was first coming out was like, what do you do with your old journals? Or do you read them? Do you keep them? Whatever. And, you know, I often say like, no, I don't really keep my morning pages and and I don't really look back through any of that. Sometimes I'll do what I call mining it for gems of like taking out things that I want to look up or ideas I want to expand on or conversations I want to have with people. But for the most part, I just like look at it and let it go or literally recycle it if it's just like a legal pad with morning pages. But sometimes it is nice to go through it every once in a while and look at, you know, wow, that's so who I was then. And I've, and to see your own growth, I think is, can be uncomfortable in a way to see where there was some low energy or some sadness or some depression or, you know, even like some excitement of something that never panned out, you know, like that can be a sadness too. But I think it's, it's cool that you have that and and that you can, what did it feel like for you? Yeah, it was really, so I actually, I love what you said about mining for gems because I do that pretty often too. It seems like every New Year's around New Year's, I like to go back and look at whether it's old lists I made or journals or whatever, just to kind of reflect on the past and where I'm at now. And it's funny because apparently, I don't remember this, but apparently I looked back in this journal in 2018 or 2019 and I wrote in it and I said, I cringe a little looking back at the pages in this notebook, but more than anything, I'm grateful for the girl who wrote them. I'm proud of her. And I hope that by looking back into this journal again, that I'll be inspired by, oh, the 2014, 2015, Laura. She was working so hard to shift her energy and to see the good. And I've done it before and I'll do it again. It was just like a really nice little thing that I wrote. And I think you captured it exactly. It's a little bit cringy, but it's also like, that is growth. And that's amazing. And I'm so proud of who I was then and who I am now. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I often think about that line from Josh Radner's movie, Happy Thank You More Please, where the character Charlie says, every five years, I think about how much of an asshole I was five years before. And for me, I feel like that about like, two weeks ago, yesterday, like something I said earlier on this podcast, like, why did I feel I needed to like, you know, I'm, I actually did it. I was like, as, as I was speaking, I was like, also in my mind of like, why did I feel like I needed to tell people that I'm like having cramps and like a little bit low energy? Like I could have just like done this podcast, you know, like I'm con, I feel like we're constantly learning and remembering and forgetting and, and cringing at things that we've said. And part of that, you know, when it's, on a really intense level, it's anxiety, but part of it is just being a person and like learning and growing. And and I think the the experience that I often have looking at old journals and and this one recently, some of the things I said are so classically who I am that you can do all the coaching and therapy and processes and journaling, but it's just 
going to be in there. You know, like the things I was saying, like, I really hope this person is my friend or I hope this person I have a crush on likes me back. And it's like, you know, I don't know how that's just humanness. And I think actually letting it out and just admitting it to yourself is you might cringe later, but that's all we can do. I think that lessens it a little bit just by admitting it, just like with, with shadow work, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that's honestly what I took from the whole experience of working together was like, there was nothing that you did directly that changed my life. It was that you created this space for me to tune in to myself and really get clear and aware on, you know, what I was happy with, what I wasn't happy with, what I wanted to change, what I wanted to continue. And that, like the insight from that, having that space is what made me change my life. And it was such a cool experience. And yes, I look back on some of the things that I wrote and some of the thoughts that I was having and think, oh, I wish I could go back and tell that version of myself, like, don't worry about this, or this isn't a big deal. It'll work itself out. But ultimately it's like, no, I I needed to go through all of that to be here now. And I'm like, yeah, there's certain parts of writings or things that I wrote that, that are just part of me. And it's fun to be able to go back on those things and kind of pick out what are the pieces that just didn't matter and what are the pieces that I still feel like I relate to. It's just cool to have somewhat of a record of that. Yeah. I'm curious, Laura, you mentioned it's kind of fuzzy, but you kind of remember how you found me. Had you ever worked with a coach or why did you want to no. work with me? <laughs> no. I'm so curious. I, so I had, so I've always been a writer. I've always been a journaler and it was something that really got me through a lot in my life. My dad died when I was 15 and journaling was such a huge way of working through that grief and understanding myself. And this is kind of funny, but when I was in college, maybe my first or second year of college, I had always journaled on my laptop and I had this laptop that just completely died. And I lost all of this really beautiful writing and all of these years of just, you know, exploring myself and working through things. And it kind of turned me off from journaling and not in a way that I was necessarily conscious of. I was just like, oh, I don't really trust journaling on my computer anymore. And it kind of just fell away as a habit. And then it was years and years later when I was in Los Angeles and just in a place in my life where I just felt really disconnected from me. And I thought, I really want to get back into journaling. And I was just kind of struggling to do that on my own for whatever reason. I was really busy. I just felt like I wasn't making the time for it myself. And and I, yeah, it's fuzzy. I can't remember, but I just remember thinking, oh, Katie mentioned this thing and that would be something that would hold me accountable and kind of like bring me back to myself. So I I think it was just like a lifelong interest in journal in journaling um and wanting to really and just feeling disconnected from that part of me. So I was like, oh, this is great. It's like a friend, um, but there's a little bit more structure to it. Mm-hmm. And 
and it'll get me kind of back in tune with myself. And it did. It very much did. Yeah. And it, we, I remember that because we really got you journaling. Like I remember yeah. what you were going through, and I remember, especially with work. And I remember it was a oh, really yeah. tumultuous time. And yeah, I think, you know, something, who knows if it's my astrological chart or my human design or being Midwestern or whatever it is, but I like really love locking in with people like that and being able to do that with you. And I remember all of it and you were really, really good. You took it and ran with it in a way that I really admired. And I learned a lot from you too in that process. And then it was so cool. And then a couple of years later, we'd never met in person because you were in Los Angeles and I was living in Detroit when we worked together. And then a couple of years later, I don't know if you remember this, but we met in person finally at a New Year's Eve party that your boyfriend at the time was hosting, right? And I came with my boyfriend. Do you remember this? We had met in person before that because I remember when you were working on your book and we met, I want to say we even met in Rochester. Like We had a dinner together at Om Cafe. At Om Cafe, R.A.P. I yes. loved that. Oh, the best tahini sauce I've ever we had did. in my life. I miss that. The best tahini sauce. I wish I could recreate it. If, yeah. Wow. If anyone's listening from... <laughs> it was incredible. They I had this macro plate with like a green tahini sauce that I have never anywhere... Not that I've been everywhere, but I've, I've had a lot of tahini sauces, I will say. And nothing... <laughs> nothing has surpassed the Ohm Cafe green tahini sauce. Yes. So I think we had met before that, but I That's do right. that. That is so funny. Yes. It was so, yeah, it was so fun to have that crossover. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, I'm so happy you're here. It's so good to hear your voice and thanks for sharing all that. So I think Eva, I think I met you next. And again, I remember your first email to me because I actually pulled it up the other day just because it's so full circle that we're working together now. And for everyone listening, Maria, who is also here, Maria and I had been working together for several years. And then recently, Maria got a different job and needed to leave working with me, which I was so incredibly sad about because we we were pretty close. You know, We knew each other in a, in a way before this, but then we got very, very close working together. And I loved working with Maria and had the best experience that I've ever had working with anyone working with Maria. And her leaving was so hard for me. <laughs> and Maria, I'll just tell this story. Maria hadn't even told me that she was leaving and I knew. <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> you had an intuition about it. I knew. And you knew that I knew. And it was just so funny <laughs> because then you had to tell me at an inopportune time, which was it like... It was the worst timing, but yeah. It was right before I think... You pulled we it were, out of me. We were doing a, a Creative Underdogs, the, the group that we developed together and led together like two seconds before. Um, yeah. But it was so it's so much better than... Wait, I mean, none of, none of how I've like worked with people has been traditional or normal or like a proper like manager sort of relate. Like, I don't know how to do that. And there's just this closeness and cadence that we got into of speaking every day. And it was just the, the best experience, which I do want to talk more about. And I think is really interesting to, to work with people that you're close with, I think, I think is really interesting. But then when Maria, when you were leaving, you told me that you did a meditation and you were like hoping that I would find the perfect 
person to replace you. Mm-hmm. And it was like over a weekend. And then I voice text you that Monday morning. And I'm like, listen, I got an email from Eva <laughs> who you knew. And she was the, the perfect person to, to swoop in. So tell how, because so you had perfect. met Eva through Let It Out, right? Yeah, I met her through you. I think you had sent us both an email. I was working with you in a group program. And I think I was talking to you about my art at the time because I'm an artist. And you were like, oh, I know this person, Eva. I think you would really like her a lot. And so you sent us an email introduction. And then you were correct. I do like Eva a lot. And I had Eva on my podcast and we kind of became friends. So it was really magical that she was the person who swooped in. That's so funny. I forgot that I even sent that email. So so Eva, I met you before I met Maria. I know that. So how did you connect with me and how did you find Let It Out? Do you remember? Um, I don't. Okay. I'm going to be a little ambiguous too. I don't totally remember how I found you. I know it was through the podcast. I can't tell you how I found the podcast, but it was definitely in the early days as well. And as far as like when we started actually talking about coaching and, and, you know, like developing all of that, I had heard on your podcast about this event at Kripalu that you were going to. And should I go ahead and get into like where I was at at that time? Yeah. If you feel comfortable. Oh yeah, totally. I'm an open book. So I was going through some pretty major transitions. I was a corporate architect that I had realized that I didn't want to continue on that path. And I had just left a religious cult. So major transitions. <laughs> um, that sounds very dramatic, but it kind of was. It was a, yeah. it was a pretty crazy time for I me. Remember. Yeah. And um, and so I was like, okay, I love Katie. I, I you know listened to your podcast for quite a while at that time. And I had been desiring some form of support through this transition. And so I had emailed you and I was like, should I go to this event in Kripalu or should I do life coaching? What do you think? And your recommendation was life coaching. And so we started working together through that. And it's, it's really cool. I can like directly track how a lot of the seeds that that you kind of planted within me during that time, creative seeds, spiritual seeds, and like the practices that that we worked through have grown and blossomed over the years into this like very different, very alternative and beautiful life that is now such a much more true expression of of me. Like I know you like to say a lot, I help help you become better at being you. And that's so, so true in my life. So, so yeah, now I've been, let's see, it's been about four years. Oh my gosh. I think this actually might be like the day of my four-year anniversary of like leaving my corporate job. No way. Um, Yeah. I just looked at the date. That's insane. Yeah. Leaving my corporate job, selling all of my stuff, leaving New York city, starting to travel. And I've been doing that for four years and now I'm an Ayurvedic life coach. And the impact that you had on my life made me want to get into coaching because I wanted to have that impact on other people's lives. So yeah, even though it was so long ago, I think that was probably like, what, 2015? Yeah. It's still like those threads have, are continuing to just in really positive ways affect my life and the path that I was on. So thank you. 
<laughs> I love hearing that so much. And then now we work together, which is such a full circle, wild, you know, something I never would have expected when I met you. I remember that time so vividly as well, Eva, getting your email and working with you through that time and everything you were going through. And then we met in person when I was, you were living in New York and I was moving to New York a couple of years after we had been working together, I think. And I almost took your apartment because you were moving out to travel, which, and then, you know, subsequently, like after I was done living in New York, I ended up doing that. But meeting you in person, I, I remember just like, it was such a, I kept saying it over and over again, because it was so exciting to meet someone I had felt so close with only you know, in a digital sort of a way, which I think is an experience that a lot of people are are having now after the pandemic, but it was incredibly special. And then, you know, reconnecting with you more recently and, and working with you in this way is just really cool. And there's an ease to it that comes because we have this, this close relationship from that. And, you know, it, it's cool to hear you say that and that the threads of us working together back then were so helpful. And Laura, you too, because... As you know, and and maybe people listening to this, or if you're new here, this is a strange episode to begin on. But I stopped doing working with people one on one, and I started doing it a little bit here and there recently. Maybe about a year ago, during the pandemic, I had a couple people reach out to me. A couple like new college grads who were, which is such a I can't even imagine like having your senior year of college in the pan- or any any year of school in the pandemic but it was such a strange time to be graduating and I worked with a couple people one on one and I remembered how much I love it and I remember how I love I am a sucker for connection you know and that's what I'm able to do on the podcast and that's what I'm able to do in being a creative consultant to people which is what I was doing with you. I think I called it life coaching at the time or really it's semantics. But the reason why I started doing it is because I was working with coaches and I was always working with a coach or a creative consultant or a manifestation advisor or definitely in therapy throughout that as well. And I got so much richness and it really enhanced my therapy and it really enhanced my well-being practices and everything I was doing whenever I was working with a coach, the direction and the accountability and the connection that I had with someone who I worked with really shaped who I became and not in a way of changing me, but in a way of directing me to exactly like you said, Eva, become better at being myself. And I've had many of those people who are my coaches, mentors of mine on the podcast, Cora and Isabel and Elle years ago and Marley Grace and Lacey, all people I worked with one-on-one and shaped me. And I think, you know, it's something that I stopped doing for a bit to do group things, which I love, but I... I'm really excited to be going back to it because it's something that feeds me because of connection. You know, I think all we want is to be seen and recognized and connect with each other and support each other and 
you know, not in an altruistic way. That's not why I do it because selfishly, it really to be useful and to listen and to allow someone to feel seen actually makes me feel really good. And I feel like I can be useful in that way. And I love it. And I'm so happy to hear Laura and Eva that that was something that was useful at the time and and still is. And I'm so happy to have this relationship with you both, you know, Laura, for you nearly 10 years later, five years later, Eva, and then full circle that now we talk every day, eight times a day and are producing the podcast together. And it's really wild and, and cool and not lost on me how special that is. Yeah, absolutely. Who who would have thought all those years ago that it would have come come around like this? You know, it's been really beautiful. Tell a little bit more about what you're what you're doing now, Eva. So and where are you? Sure. So I'm currently in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. I spent a year stuck in Peru during COVID. And then when, but I say stuck, but it was actually absolutely magical. I love Peru so much, but it was one of the most intense lockdowns. So parts of that were intense. But when the country finally opened up, I flew up here to Mexico and I've been here since December, enjoying life in Playa del Carmen, although it is also about a million degrees here too. But it's okay. I like the hot weather. But yeah, now I'm doing, I have a few different coaching certifications. And my focus or lens that I coach through is Ayurveda and Ayurvedic wellness coaching. And so for anybody who has no idea what that word means, it's basically Ayurveda is like a system of healing developed in the Indian subcontinent over thousands and thousands of years. Some people say it dates back to like 5,000 years ago or so. And it's a process of aligning our lives and our, you know, the, the way that, that we eat, our lifestyle practices, all these different things with our individual constitutions and also with nature. And of course, we are a part of nature. So that is what I do in a nutshell, support people to reconnect to themselves, to their bodies and to nature. Through Ayurveda. I love that. We've done a couple episodes of the podcast about Ayurveda if people want to learn yeah. more with Sahara Rose and Divya, which we will link to, but also we'll link to Eva's work. And and I'm I'm really excited to learn more about Ayurveda and get back into it and talk to you more because I know it's been so tremendously helpful for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one of those things that you know, bloomed for me out of a um, personal quest to heal myself after those very stressful years in New York and and all of that um, part of that that journey. And then it was it had such a large impact on me. I I fell in love with it so much that I was like, I have to share this with other people. This is amazing. This is such great stuff. And so, like being able to be a vessel of the Ayurvedic wisdom has been kind of like what you were describing earlier, Katie. Like it just feels so good to be like of service in that way. And you're helping other people in such a real and tangible and beautiful way too. I love that. I'm really excited to learn more about all of that and the connection between Ayurveda and mentally and physically and journal. Like I'm just, I'm so excited to talk to you more about that. That's a whole nother episode, but I'm so happy that you found that and it's been so useful. Okay. Last but not least, Maria, we connected some uh, probably around the same time or a little bit after I met Eva. And again, fuzzy how we connected, but I remember meeting you and I remember you coming to a meetup and sitting across from you. So do you know how you found 
let it out and you found your way to knowing me? <laughs> yeah, I am pretty sure I heard about your podcast on Just Lively's oh, podcast. Yeah, that's right. In 2016, like right after your book came out. And interestingly, I think I got into podcasts because I was really interested in food at the time. And I like started out with food and nutrition podcasts. And then I explored and found all these other really interesting podcasts. And I remember Jess talking on her show about you. And she said that you had a podcast called The Wellness Wonderland. And I was like, that sounds fun and exciting. <laughs> and started listening to it. And that was your podcast was really like hearing Laura and Eva talk about all these seeds that you planted in their lives, working with them. I really relate to that because I feel like your podcast and connecting with you did that for me in a lot of ways too, because I feel like your kind of path that you've taken has really mirrored mine in a lot of ways. And I found so much wisdom from your conversations with your guests and just the path that you've taken and you inspired me to start my own podcast at one point and just have been a huge inspiration to me. But yeah, I, I connected with you shortly after I started listening to your podcast. I impulse bought your book after I listened to like one episode of your podcast, which is very unlike me. So it feels very auspicious that we ended up working together. Mm. And I think we connected and I came to an event and just had a really great time with you and with all of your listeners. I, that's the other thing that I have always really appreciated about your podcast is that I genuinely really love all the people who I've met through your podcast. So that's been really exciting to, to meet people at those meetups and to just meet other people where I live who are Let It Out listeners. Oh, I love that. Yeah. The the meetup that you came to that we met, where we met, your boyfriend came. Do you remember that? Yeah. And it I was do. him and all of these girls. Periods. And yeah. <laughs> As and do. he was just like sitting there. Uh -huh. <laughs> he's the best. He was the best. Um, and yep. he's so used to it now. I talk to him about periods like every other day. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, why not? And why not? Yeah. Oh, it's just, he was great. And you're great. Well, the whole thing is just like, I, I can't stop smiling. And, and it's really cool because I've seen you, you know, you got into feng shui after Angie, my friend mm -hmm. and, and guest of the podcast a million times over. And then you got into herbalism. I don't like around the same time, which I, also find so interesting and you know we have so many overlapping mm -hmm. interests and human design we're both projectors which we would always joke like was really yeah. bad for working together <laughs> um two projectors it worked out but it had its challenges mm -hmm. we had this whole joke of like asking people to be sponsors of the podcast never works like <laughs> we spent maybe a month like because that's the whole thing with projectors of like waiting for the invitation and both of us asking like total dead end. I don't know if we can confirm right. that. That is maybe true. But I just loved the process of getting to know you and, and working with you. And 
And we both moved at the same time. And we just had such a fun, fluid time working together. It was so easy and so just I I loved it. And and it's so funny that, you know, we we met and and you did a group coaching program of mine that I remember so vividly. And you were again, Mm -hmm. much like Eva and Laura, your career. I hope it's okay if I share really transitioned. You were teaching music. And yeah, I I remember, you know, just hearing you make the transition because I think that's a through line of coaching with me and working with me and and being a creative consultant and and why last year when I was working with a, a couple college seniors was kind of a sweet spot for me because that being a college senior is such a moment in time where you are in a place where you're in a major transition And that's the through line of my work is transitions. You know, like I have had a million transitions, whether it's a breakup, whether it's a job change, whether it's a move. And, and, and I've had more transitions than were modeled for me in the small town in the Midwest that I came from. You know, my mom just told me yesterday that she got a plaque for working 40 years at her job, which is tremendous and congratulations. But I cannot imagine that. And I feel like I've had 40 jobs in the last month. You know what I mean? Between doing yeah. like lots of different <laughs> things. And and my mom has never moved or traveled. And, and I've, you know, done all of those things coast to coast at length. And and I think the support that I needed to be able to do those things came from other people and came from coaches. And it's not that I am like wise or, you know, have done extensive research or education or training. It's just I've I've had experiences that that matched and were aligned with what you three were wanting to do. And we could talk and I could support you and hold a container for you going through subsequent transitions, whether it was with career or relationships or location, mostly those things. Um, and so that's why, you know, I think thinking back to, you know, high school seniors, because it's like, that's the first kind of major transition where it's like, okay, after eighth grade, you go to high school. After high school, you maybe go to college. After college, it's like unclear. Maybe you get a job or go to grad school. But, you know, especially I graduated in 2008 at like the, well, of from high school, but, you know, the financial crisis was was happening then still when I graduated from college and, and while I was in college for sure. And then now graduating into a pandemic was like a whole nother thing. And so I think we just are in such a transitory time period where the 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 traditional way that we were living isn't necessarily what we want or even possible for us. And I discussed that in my episode with Kayleen Schaefer. And I know Eva, you mentioned that that, that episode about our th- redefining our 30s that decade was powerful for you. And we connected over that. And I think that that's just something that, you know, is a, is a through line of let it out, you know, and the through line of let it out is the through line of let it out creative consulting and, and working with people one-on-one is the same, the same themes come up that come up in the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Katie, can I add something about that? There's a quote that came to mind. That's something along the lines of, the best guide is someone that's a few steps ahead of you and can look back and say, watch out for that rock. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, that's really what you do. Like you can relate when we were working together with coaching, like you could really relate to what I was going through and we could talk 
um, <laughs> literally about anything. I was thinking back on some of the things that we talked about and I was like, wow, I can't believe I brought that up on our calls. Like you just create this environment that's like very accepting and non-judgmental and like you can bring anything to it, you know? Yeah. Um, and you're also like, it was just, it was so relatable because you had like been through similar transitions and we're thinking about similar things that I was thinking about on your path. And so I think that that was really, really helpful for me. That is the best quote. And that is exactly what I want to do. And, and with all of you, you know, we talked about very intimate things and I have a very, my memory, like I remember all of it. And, and the, here's the thing. It's like, I, in creative consulting, like I coach in my experience because that's what all the coaches that I've had gave me. And I, like you said, Eva, I'm an open book too, as all three of you know very well. Like I am the first to say like, this is this weird thing that happened to me or open up about something or explain something because that's how we connect. That's how we make people feel less alone. When I share vulnerably, it makes us feel connected and that is intimacy. And I think that's what we all really want and desire and crave and why we're here ultimately. So thank you for sharing that. I have some like kind of greatest hits of let it out questions that I want us to end with, but I'd like to just go around and, and Maria, I, I would love for you to go first because I don't feel like we really docked the boat with you on where you are now. And I would love to hear, but I'd love for each of you to say your favorite part of your life right now. Mm, that's such a good question. I think that my favorite part of my life right now is I'm very happy with my life right now, I have to say, which feels really good. Mm. But I think one of the things that I feel so incredibly grateful for right now is I live in Vermont in a pretty rural area. And there are so many gorgeous places so close to me. And I one of the things I love doing the most is just going for really long walks in beautiful outdoor places. And it makes me so happy. And as you said, I'm an, an herbalist. I'm also a florist. And I've always had a strong connection to plants and nature. So that feels really, really nourishing for me. I love that. And you know, above all else, above writer, podcast, host, creative consultant. I am a pedestrian. <laughs> I love yes. long walks. <laughs> long walks are the best. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. I want to hear from everyone else too about this, but what else have you been contemplating or learning or discovering recently? If, if anything mm -hmm. comes to mind, Maria. I feel like I've been thinking a lot about creativity actually, which is very relevant to kind of the themes that we all have been talking about and thinking about together. But I just started working through The Artist's Way actually this past weekend. It's something that I've always wanted to do and it's popped into my consciousness so many times in the last couple of months, like in conversations with you and mm -hmm. in Creative Underdogs and then just on other like podcasts that I was listening to. And it just felt like something that I needed to do. And I am only a few days in, but the artist dates in particular, like carving out time to nourish your inner artist. And basically it's like just doing things that are fun and interesting to you that don't have a purpose. And that's something that I think a lot of us, and definitely for myself, like I 
have not given myself permission or space to do that very much. So it's been kind of hard for me. So that's something that I've really been contemplating. And I had such a fun time on my first artist date this weekend, learning about photography, which is not something that I like know a lot about, not something that I am doing professionally. It was just something that I'm curious about. And just giving myself the space to explore that is really fun and exciting. And it feels like playing, which is great. I love that. I haven't done the artist weight in a minute. And I think I'm due. I think I'm going to do it. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll catch up with you and we can have a little bit of a book club if anyone wants to. Yeah, that would be great. I feel like it would be fun to have a buddy in the process. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Oh, I'm so happy for you. It's it's really good to talk to you and connect. And I'm I'm so happy that you're in the place that you're in, Maria. Yeah, I am too. One, thank you for, again, all those seeds that you've planted in me that have helped me get to this place. Mm, I love that. Laura, how about you? What is your favorite part of your life right now? I know that you... Can you tell the story of how you met your boyfriend? It's just like (laughs) such a great story. I remember where I was when I heard that. (laughs) Yes. one of Probably on one of your long walks and Mm -hmm. probably one of my rambling voice memos. Which I love. The longer, the better. (laughs) As as each of you have been a victim of... (laughs) I love them. So I moved to Salt Lake City. I can't believe this, but it was like five years ago now. It seems like it was just yesterday. And this has really been such an amazing and unexpected place for me to feel so at home. And I work in a corporate job right in downtown Salt Lake City. And it's a really busy job, busy environment. And so for many years, I would go every day, like the moment that I had for myself, usually sometime around the lunch hour, it was like my non-negotiable that I would walk down the street to this coffee shop on Main Street. And I loved it so much because they made their they make their own almond milk and I was just obsessed with it. And I loved the place and I knew everyone who worked there and it was just like my happy place and my reminder to get outside and realize that there was a whole world happening outside of my office and the fluorescent lights. So I knew everyone who worked there, but I didn't really know the owner. And one day he was there and I was getting coffee with a girlfriend and he said, he kind of took me like by surprise because he knew my name. And he said, Hey, Laura, are you single? And I was like, finally, I had gone through a breakup. I was finally really ready to date. And I just said, yeah, why do you have someone to set me up with? Because I didn't know this guy. I knew that he was the owner of the shop, but I didn't know much more than that. I kind of assumed he was married. And so I was like, yeah, do you have someone to set me up with? And he said, yeah, me. And so he got my number and I kind of still thought he was married, but I was like, well, I love this coffee shop. I I need to at least like, (laughs) you know, go out with him and figure out what's going on. And so before I went out with him, I texted him and was like, you're not married, right? (laughs) He was like, no, no, I'm not married. So we went out and I just had so many questions for him about like the almond milk and the coffee shop and all these things. But the rest is kind of history. And we moved in together right before the pandemic. So January of last year. 
And we've spent so much time together over the last year, obviously. And it's just been a really, really great relationship. He's been just such an amazing person to go through this year with and to learn with and to grow with. And so that's how we met. It was a really... I love that. And in a real twist, you recently stopped drinking coffee. (laughs) I did. And ironically, he was the one who sort of encouraged it and was like, yeah, why not try it out? You know, but I don't think he expected it to stick. So yes, if you're interested in cutting coffee, I'm your girl. I'm just so happy. I'm not interested in cutting coffee, but I'm interested in everything else you have to share. (laughs) At least not right now. Um, Wow. I'm just so... That's such a romantic comedy of a meet cute. And thank you for sharing that. What is your favorite part of your life right now? And what are have you, other than cutting coffee, have you been Uh, learning and contemplating? Oh, great questions. I think honestly, the my favorite part of my life right now is how it's all fitting together. And it's not really, but I think in that I'm just getting to realize, and maybe this gets to what I'm contemplating too, is just the trade-offs that we make in life and realizing, I think I have, and Katie, I know we've talked about this for sure, perfectionist tendencies and some of that type A mentality can sometimes really, really lend itself to overwork and to burnout in all areas of your life. And one of the things that I've gotten really comfortable with recently and that I've been thinking a lot about are just the trade-offs that we make. Like it's, it's good and it's okay to have things slip in an area of your life to make space for other parts of your life. And That's something that I've been contemplating a lot. And there's a way to make things work together that doesn't put you over 100%, if that makes sense. It does. It makes me think of this episode with Jonathan Fields that we did of the podcast a couple of years ago where he talks about the bucket theory and like we only have so much water and we have all these different buckets like home and family and relationships and work and you know, to you only have so much water. So sometimes the work bucket's going to have be full and the means the relationship one won't. And, you know, reprioritizing again and again and, and figuring it out and getting the ratio different. And it sounds like you're you're in a really good place with that. And I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly how it feels, balancing the buckets and honestly prioritizing out of all of that, just fun and joy. I think we all need more of that right now. (laughs) And we all should be embracing just like bringing more fun and lightness and joy. 100%. So well said. I am not good at design. I am a beginner but I love it. And I've always had a very clear idea of what I want and never been able to execute it myself and had to spend a lot of money and go back and forth and annoyed a lot of people. But now that I have Canva Pro, my designs and content have become better and I'm able to make edits and I'm able to do things myself. And it's so incredible. And I just love this tool. Canva Pro is the easy to use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. Whether you are a professional designer or you're just getting started, Canva Pro can help boost 
you and your team's productivity and creativity. It's a quick and easy and affordable way to design whatever you need. No matter what you're creating and sharing, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. Plus, Canva Pro comes with time-saving tools that simplify the speed at which you create. You can get all of this and more in just one Canva Pro subscription. Grab a subscription. My favorite Canva Pro feature is this really nifty thing that removes the background of a photo so you can, you know, make like a little collage, which I love. I really like that and you can import your fonts so I have my let it out fonts when I make the graphics for the podcast and it just in the colors that I like it's really really easy to use there's no idea too big or small for Canva Pro I love it so much I use it to design what you're looking at that you maybe found this podcast through something I designed on Canva you can also make invitations for a baby shower or a wedding shower or a party that you want to host for you and your friends design like a pro with Canva Pro right now you can get a free 45 day extended trial when you use my promo code just go to canva.me slash let it out to get your free 45 day extended extended trial. That's Canva, C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash let it out. Canva dot me slash let it out. I'm so excited about this podcast sponsor, Sakara. Feeling great for me is really linked to eating enough and eating food that really makes me feel good and Sakara makes that easy. It gives you the ability to not only eat healthy, delicious, fresh, chef-crafted, plant-rich meals, but also to truly enjoy it and build a foundation for really positive habits that make it really, really easy to eat enough food and food that has a lot of nutrients, but also tastes really good. And that's what I love about Sakara. Sakara believes in giving you more of what's good for you. And that's what I love about it. It's time to seek pleasure in all areas of your life, including what you eat. You want to eat healthy food, but you also want to actually enjoy your meals. With Sakara, you get nutritious dishes that nourish your body without ever sacrificing taste. That is so important for me. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients that are designed to boost your energy, improve digestion, and get your skin glowing. The menu is creative, chef-crafted, it has ready-to-eat breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and it changes weekly so you never get bored, and it's delivered right to your door anywhere in the U.S., along with the delicious plant-rich meals. Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials. These are my favorite, like supplements and herbal teas to support nutrition. Experience the power of plants with their best-selling metabolism superfood powder made with organic raw cacao. It works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, and reduce fatigue. 
Sakara has received rave reviews from Vogue, The New York Times, and, and many more. And I've even had the founders, Whitney and Danielle, I met them in New York and I love them. They're really kind, great people. And now Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order. When you go to sakara.com slash let it out, just enter the code let it out at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash let it out to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash let it out. Eva, how about you? What is your favorite part of, of your life right now? Yeah, so mine is kind of similar to, similar to Laura's. I think the first thing that popped into my mind was my relationship. I'm like, for the first time in my life, in a really healthy, supportive, loving, steady relationship. And it just feels so good and, and so supportive. And yeah, we met right before quarantine like COVID quarantine hit too so I call on my quarantine um, <laughs> <laughs> and so that made for a, you know a very interesting unique story as well but um yeah just really loving that right now oh that that makes me so happy and especially like thinking back you know to all I know about your your history and like it just it makes me mm-hmm. so happy that you're in such a good relationship. I don't actually know how you've met. Would do you is it okay to tell? No pressure. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. I'll give like the the short abbreviated version here. But basically so we originally met on Tinder. Then I got E. coli and like left the world for like a month. I was just out. And then like resurfaced and saw him where this band was playing. And I walked up to him and I was like, hey, I think we met on Tinder. Little did I know that the girl that he was currently dating was to the right of him, um, and he had no longer been on Tinder. But, but yeah, and so we we connected again, and he was dating somebody at the time. So just as friends, I was helping him with some website stuff, and then the entire country went into lockdown. Everybody left, but he stayed, and I stayed as well. And then we started talking. I eventually realized that he was no longer dating somebody, and he was free. And then after about a month of daily video calls, because we literally like, we weren't really allowed to leave the house at that time. And we definitely, we couldn't go between towns and he was in the town over and there were like barricades and military men on the streets telling you to go home if you left your house and things like this. So we decided to devise this plan to get him to where I was, which was Monchaco. And luckily it was successful. And we've been together ever since. We've literally spent one night apart since then. And so we joke too that we're like on our second date still, even though it's been well over a year now. Oh my God. Wow. My friend Sophie (laughs) happened to be in Peru and this all started and had like, I know how wild it was at the beginning from her a little bit. And yeah, and she had this wild repatriation flight and it just... What a, yeah, what a quarantine romance. That's so wild. I'm, well, I'm so happy that, that you found your partner. What are you learning and contemplating and realizing right now, Eva? Yeah, so the first thing that came to mind when you asked Maria that question was self-worth, uh, which is so interesting because I never thought that this was something that I struggled with until really recently. It's just like been a sneaky one that's come up for me. So yeah, I've been playing with that a little bit. And I actually have a funny two-second story about that. I recently finished my 
open water dive certification, so scuba diving. And on the last day that we were out diving on our last dive, I, I kind of kept getting this message and meditations and such, like, you're worth more, you're worth more. And then I'm swimming along. We're about to go up. We're about to finish the dive. And I see this very shiny thing kind of like amongst the coral in the sand under the coral. And I'm like, what is that? And I swim over to it. I grab it and I see that it's a bracelet. So I tuck it into my wetsuit. I come up. And then later when I get back home, I take a look at it and it's a Tiffany, a brand new Tiffany and co bracelet. (laughs) And I look it up online and it sells for $375. And it was still in like the original packaging with these crystals and everything. And I was just like, what in the world? So yeah, it's been coming up for me in a lot of different ways and in really powerful ways and interesting messages that I've been getting. So yeah, I've been working through that. Wow. Cool. It's funny because it's like, there's always more layers, right? You know, it's like we, I worked through different things with each of you in all of those different years that we worked together in 2014 and 2016 and 2015. Each of you were going through it with other things. And now there's another layer and there's, you know, 10 years from now, there'll be something else. And I think that's just, that's why we're in process of naming, renaming creative underdogs to be called in process because that's creativity. It's always being in process and that's personal growth. It's being in process. And that's what my let it out mentoring, coaching, consulting with people is, is, you know, just holding space while we're constantly in process and and processing that layer that's on top so you can get down to the next layer and the next layer and knowing that there'll be more and there's always going to be more because and we'll be most self-aware right before we die you know which is bleak but we're just constantly learning and forgetting and remembering and moving forward and making progress and there's a beauty to that too yeah i love that and that's really what I got out of the experience was just for me personally, and I'm sure for a lot of people, we don't go through our day-to-day super in touch, or I don't, super in touch with my feelings. It's like, okay, I've got X, Y, and Z to do today. I'm getting through. I'm doing, you know, I'm in meetings all day. I'm running errands, doing whatever I'm doing. And I think what was so beautiful about the experience of working with you, Katie, was just having that space to take a step back and take stock of what was really going on with me. And, you know, we're so busy day to day that it's amazing how that space can be just so transformative when you take a step back to have it. Yeah, that was really, really special for for me personally. I'm so glad you said that because that's what it does. It, it's a forced pause. Yeah. It's a forced forced pause. Yes. I love that. Yes. Yeah. It's forced time for yourself that you're carving out for yourself and you're accountable towards because you've invested in and you've scheduled and you're accountable to another person who you care about. And it was good for me with that too. And I would have us, I don't know if, if any of you remember this, but I would have us always start tuning in with a meditation to ground and become where we are. And then we would really honestly talk and then we would leave with like actionable homework and steps. And I would check in on that. And I have a 
wild memory when I hear things. And we would follow, you knew I was going to ask you about it the next time we spoke. And so that alone, that bit of accountability and knowing that, you know, I've been in that position with coaches before where I've been like, God damn it. I don't want to say this thing because I know that I'm, I don't want to claim that I want that, or I don't want to say that that's a desire or a goal of mine, because then I have to be responsible for actually trying to get it. And then I know they're going to ask me about it later. And I'm going to feel like shit if I don't have any sort of an update. And that I think is really good. Like, I think that's a healthy motivator. And of course I am like, as all of you know, and probably everyone listening who's listened for any period of time knows like I am gentle. (laughs) And I think people attracted to let it out in this community and creative underdogs and and working with me one-on-one are people who respond well to gentle direction and coaching. And actually, Maria, would you mind telling the story that we kind of discovered about this through a group coaching session of creative underdogs? Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. We can read each other's mind now. So it's cool. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So I remember we were talking about needing gentleness versus needing m- more pushing to kind of get things done. And it made me think of my experience growing up as a musician. That was kind of my thing that I always did. I played violin and piano and a bunch of other instruments. And I remember being in class one day and we were having this discussion about music teachers and teaching styles. And I remember this classmate of mine who's a violinist said that she had this violin teacher who was really strict with her, really hard on her. And that was the reason why she was a talented violinist now and that she wouldn't have been able to do that without that teaching style. And I just remember thinking to myself at the time that if my teachers had been like that, I would have quit. And the only reason I kept going and ended up becoming a professional musician after I graduated from college was because my teachers were so gentle and encouraging with me. So some of us just need that. Yeah. And I think there's a self-honesty to, thank you for sharing that. There's a self-honesty to know that about yourself. And you telling that story really helped me. And I think helped everyone in Creative Underdogs define like, am I, I was like, why is it that this is my style of working with people and and what kept coming up in the group, which is such a special group. And the way that I coach in the group is the same way. And it's not this like intense push or accountability in a way that's harsh at all, you know? But the gentleness, I think, is actually for the people attracted to my work, more powerful and more what we need. And you really helped make that distinction in my mind. And I think it is really going back to the idea of forced space. Like it's not forcing in the sense of you're not forcing us to do anything that we don't want to do or making us feel uncomfortable, but it's like forcing us to show up for ourselves and connect to ourselves. And that's actually something that I've been contemplating over the last couple of days too, because in my, I'm part of this herbalism apprenticeship. And this weekend I had class with my little cohort and my teacher had us 
do a meditation at the beginning and then kind of drop in and connect to our bodies. And that's something that I do so infrequently in such an intentional way. But I, we did that for maybe five minutes and I had like the strongest intuitive messages come through. And it was really kind of eye-opening as to like how just giving ourselves the space to connect can do so much. But, but we don't always do that unless we have a container and that accountability. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, I think it's, it's really wild how I can know something to be true and I can know, like I can know intellectually that drinking water is correct for me and less coffee is correct for me or texting that person is correct for me, but actually doing it, integration is where that action, right? It's like, it can stay up in my brain and I can be very cerebral about things. It's integrating. It's like, I I bet a lot of people here, especially if you're attracted to listening to like essentially a self-help podcast, right? Like that's kind of what we do here. And it's like a well-being podcast, a a podcast that makes you feel connected and and learn something hopefully or entertains you, right? If you're doing that, it's like, okay, you probably have all of the ideas and the concepts. It's the integration that I always need a hand with. You know, it's the hand holding, it's the taking it and putting it into practice and making it real life. It, it's usually not a knowledge problem, it's a integration problem. But like my knee jerk is to like go get more knowledge instead of integrate the knowledge that I already have. And so forcing the space and time to do that is often what I need more than gathering more inspiration, right? Oh, I love that you said that, Katie. That is exactly the space that I was in when I reached out to you because I was inundating myself at that time with podcasts, with books. I was like doing all the self-actualization, self-help. I was getting all the knowledge, but I wasn't really acting on it. And I wasn't, I didn't know how to really translate all of that knowledge into how do I show up differently for myself tomorrow? You know, and that is exactly the difference I think between having the knowledge and having a friend guide you through it and make tactical changes. Yeah, I think too, like I'm someone, my ADD makes it, I was just telling Eva this recently, but, and I've been thinking about my ADD a lot more as a grown up person recently. And when I was a kid, it really manifested in the sense of like, I would be able to do my homework. I just needed someone to sit there with me while I did it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I didn't really need them to help me. I just needed them to be there and like kind of talk to me as I was doing it. And maybe I had a question, but like, it was more just like, is this right? Cool. You know, like I just, it was almost like encouragement. Like I just need, and I still do like as a grown up person, I would prefer to have a cheerleader around me at all times. And I think all of you know me enough to know that like, it's, you know, kind of like Eva was saying, like my thing too is, is self-worth, you know, like I can do it for other people, but I also need, you know, my own, we all need that cheerleader, that 
self-worth coach, that person that, you know, when we're down, remind us of who we are and help us integrate and sit there with us while we do our homework, essentially. And that's, you know, what having groups and support and friendship and, and, and all these things do that's connection that we crave. And I, and I think that's, you know, what coaching can do above all is, is be that sitting there with you while you're doing your homework, you know? Oh, well said. Well, okay. So I am curious, let it out has taught me so much as a show that I've done for 320 some 30 some, I don't unsure how many episodes we've done, but a bunch. And over so many years, I've learned countless topics and ideas that I've integrated and I'm still learning to integrate. And so I'm curious from each of you, do you have a favorite episode of Let It Out or a question on Let It Out that I ask that or something that you learned from the show? I'm, I'm curious if, if anything comes to mind for each of you. I definitely have a favorite episode. And oh, great. Have a favorite question. So this will be hazy too. And I'll have to go back and re-listen to this episode, but it's just one that sticks out in my mind. And I remember thinking, this is my favorite episode, but there's so many. And particularly, I think around 2015, there's just some really good episodes, <laughs> but I absolutely loved Mimi Icons interview. Oh yeah, I forgot about her. I loved it. <laughs> and I just thought it was so great. I, I can't even remember. You know, there's you won't remember what people said, but you'll remember how they made you feel. And that's kind of how I feel about that episode. I don't even remember what you talked about, but I just remember loving it. And maybe I just love the energy that you and Mimi had. Um, but I thought that was such a good one. And there's so many others that I probably can't think of the names off the top of my head. But anyway, that's that's kind of the older history. But in newer history, as you've been asking the quick fire questions at the end, this is really simple, but I just love when you ask, like, what's the best thing you've eaten recently? Mm, I, know. <laughs> I, just, I like think it's too. so fun to hear what people say. So a little less serious, but I love that question. Okay. Let me share two funny anecdotes about both that question and the, <laughs> the Mimi Icon interview. All right. So Mimi was so hard to get on the show. And it had been years in the making. I think maybe two years prior to that, I had, I had tried to get her. Finally, the interview is scheduled. And she was on London. She's in London at the time. I think she still is. And I was in Michigan. So with the time difference, we had had to reschedule it a million times. And then I, I like, you know, was going to get work off to be able to do it at this certain time because I was working full time. But we end up doing it where I had to wake up at like 3 a.m. to do this interview. <laughs> but no. I did it because I am here for you. <laughs> and at the time, no sponsors. No, this was a you know labor of love. But no, I was so excited to talk to Mimi, but it was the middle of the night, my time. And then she was... Yeah, it just almost it almost didn't even happen then, but then it it did, and it was wonderful. And I don't remember exactly what we talked about either, but I I loved her and I loved that interview. And I just, it was very early in the morning. I remember it. St- it was obviously still dark out, but I remember like turning on the lights and like 
you know, I didn't drink coffee at the time, but like making my lemon water. And, and then one other anecdote about the best thing you've eaten in the last week. I really love that question too. But at the beginning of the show, when it was still called the Wellness Wonderland, I think some of you might remember this, but I used to ask, you know, I, I used to ask these really granular questions about wellness, which really was indicative of where I was with wellness, right? Where like, I always joke that I was like, you know, how many chia seeds are you putting in that smoothie? And like, when is the workout before, after the meditation? And like, how do we do that? You know, and then I was like, really just <laughs> trying to like get with everyone's program and like taking these people I admire asking for an hour of their time and trying to like regurgitate the things that they were doing, which I realized now it's like, okay, it's a buffet, take what you want, leave the rest. But one of the questions I asked Tata Harper, and I don't know if anyone remembers that I did have Tata Harper on the show. And I think about it all the time because I see her products and I'm staying, I'm recording this from previous podcast guest Dini's house, babysitting her dog. And she has some Tata Harper products here. And, and I, I thought about this today and it made me laugh. But I remember Tata was one of my early interviews, like definitely 2013, maybe number, I don't know, we could look it up, but definitely like before 20. And she, I asked, what is your, you know, what's your go-to snack? And I remember Tata said a Kit Kat bar. And that is so badass. And that is so cool. But I remember at the time being like so shocked, like, because I was still pretty orthorexic and like in my eating disorder. And I was like judgmental of that in a way of like, what? This like skincare wellness gurus turning to a Kit Kat bar. And that made me so happy. And I, I think about it all. I think about it all the time. So anyway, that those are two anecdotes about that. But I love, I love that. And I love that that sticks out for you. Maria and Eva, do you, do each of you have a favorite episode or question? This is hard for me. I don't have really a specific episode that's sticking out to me other than that Kayleen episode really hit home. And I really, really enjoyed that conversation. But what I will say is that, you know, over the last four years, whenever I've, there's been a few times when I've had moments of homesickness and it doesn't happen very often at all, but um, I haven't listened to as many podcasts kind of during that time. I kind of picked it back up during COVID, but, you know, I'd be just not in a place where I can listen to podcasts for extended periods of time. And then whenever I did hit those moments of homesickness, your podcast is what I went back to. Like that was the first thing because I was like, Katie just like feels so like like home. And so I've been I come back to it time and time again. But I can't think of a real favorite episode. Yeah, other than the more recent Kayleen one. And then as far as question, I was also gonna say, what's the like the favorite thing that you've eaten today, Laura? So that was my favorite question as well. I love that. It's it's funny that you said that about I've heard that a lot about people traveling, Eva. And I that means so much to me because I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be in an airport by yourself. And I know what it's like to be really far from home, especially when I was in Bali. While I was awake, everyone I knew was sleeping. So I couldn't even call anyone. And having something that I could turn on that felt cozy to me, that maybe I'd learn something, maybe I'd be entertained, but I would feel a little bit connected and less alone while he eavesdropped on other people connecting. And my friend Carly gave me a really good compliment once about the podcast where she said, you know, she's like, I live alone in New York City and I don't have a TV. And sometimes, you know, when I come home from being out and I 
I just don't want to be alone with the thoughts in my own head, but I also don't want to learn something or like be inspired by a motivational talk. I just want to hear other people talking and connecting and laughing and I'll turn on your podcast and when I can't call a friend and it gives me like a hit of that. And that was the best compliment I've ever received about this show. So I think that kind of speaks to what you're saying. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Maria, do you have one that comes to mind? I also feel like there are so many episodes that I got a lot out of and a lot that I don't even remember that I'm sure if I went back, I'd be like, oh yeah, that was another one of my favorites. And I feel like there were so many that were so helpful to me. Like I said, when I first discovered podcasts, I was super into food and nutrition. I was also orthorexic and learned so much from so many of your guests around that and like really realized that I had an eating disorder because of your podcast. So that was very helpful to me. So, so many of those were like really stood out to me at the time. The one that sticks out to me in my memory now is your episode with Ruby Warrington. Mm. I just remember that episode being so cozy to listen to. And I, I love Ruby too and her work. And it was a really fun conversation. Mm. Yeah, that's so funny. That was not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say my episode with AC Brown, which... Oh, that was a good one too. Yeah, we both, you you were the one who, yeah, you entered, you made that episode happen, which is, I will thank you for forever because I I loved connecting with her. And that, that, yeah, that was a great episode too out of the more recent ones. And I love AC's podcast too. Yeah, she's really, really fantastic. But that episode with Ruby, it's funny you brought that up. I remember that like it was yesterday because I went over to her house in Williamsburg. I remember what I was wearing, Maria. It was, I had just moved to New York, I think. And it was one of the first episodes I had done since I moved there. And I was in a really sparkly place and Ruby's this really sparkly person. And it was just her first book, I think was about to come out. And it was just, there was so much ease to it. And I remember her husband coming home and her cats running around. And it was like, there was, so much color to that. I remember what I did after. And it's like, I would often say, because there's a real transition in the show. And I think you all will remember this, but I used to record them entirely remotely. And then I started recording them entirely in person. And I would always say this of like, when I started recording in person, like I remember going to Dr. Samantha Boardman's office uptown in New York City and sitting with her publicist and her while we recorded. And and the memories of all of these episodes that I started to do in person really stick in my mind where I remember parts of the conversations from doing it remotely. Like I have that anecdote about Mimi, but for the most part, the ones that I did on Skype kind of go in and out because I was always in the same place. And, you know, I was in Paris and I I met up with a podcast listener who became a, a close friend and she was reading this book. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I think I've seen that book before. And she was like, dude, I found out about Elisa Vitti in this book from your podcast. You interviewed her. And I was like, I did? And I barely remembered because... I had done so many on Skype for so many years. So 
Ruby being one of the first ones I did in person, it really changed things for me. And so maybe I think you were picking up on, you know, my energy that I bring to these interviews really changes, you know, the experience, I think, for the guest and then even as the listener. And I feel very confident about interviewing now because I've done it so much, but I still get butterflies before and I still have that feeling of, you know, How's this going to go? And can I do it? And 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 then wh- where am I that day emotionally? And you know, I kind of said it today. Like I like this has fed me. This is really like I feel so great after speaking to you three. But I came in with the energy that was like kind of heavy and like I'm having cramps and blah. blah you know, and it's like you never know how that's going to impact the episode and isn't controllable. And so it's it's interesting that that you brought that up. That's so interesting that you say that too. And especially you said something about it being colorful and sparkly. And I hadn't even made this connection until you said that, but I have like a visual image in my head of your episode with Ruby, which I made up in my head, obviously, because it's a podcast, but I think in color and that episode to me was just very colorful and visual, if that makes sense. Wow. So that... That's so interesting that you say that. That's so funny. Well, yeah, and and her place is really colorful and sparkly and and it it and what, you know, I don't think Ruby would mind that I shared this, but after that episode, we stayed in touch and she asked me to consult with her and she was one of my early podcast consulting clients and I I worked with her to help her start her podcast and I would go back over and sit at that same table and help her with her show. And that really fed me. And so there was a, there's sometimes there's a momentum and a spark that can happen as a result of this podcast that we've talked about it in terms of listeners that I've connected with. But like, you know, my friend Christine, who's like, was really the only person I knew here in LA and in my neighborhood, I met because she was a guest on the show. And now we're close friends and she's, you know, been this like really, special person in my life here. And that wouldn't have happened without this podcast. And, you know, there's so many things like that, that I am just grateful every single day that I, on a whim, you know, started recording my conversations with people. And I'm really happy this medium exists. Maria, do you have a question that you like? I'm always interested to hear people's food also. So Mm -hmm. that's funny that you both brought that up. And I also like the question that you ask people at the beginning and that you asked us too, just what are you thinking about contemplating learning right now? Yeah, I like that too. Do any of you have like a dream let it out guest or topic that you would like me to explore on the show or someone to speak to on the show? I'm curious. Ooh, that's a good question. And I'm sure I've thought about this before. I'll have to think about it. But I know I've thought about this before. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> You'll sure. think about it right when we hang up, I'm sure. I know. I know. I'll text you. <laughs> Great. Well, let me know if any of you, anybody else. I feel like I've thought about that too. No one's coming to mind at the moment, but I've definitely come across people and been like, Katie should yeah. interview this person because it would be a good conversation. So I'll have to let you know after the fact too. Well, I think you even made me like a whole... AC was one of them. And I think you've made me a whole I list did. of people to, to reach true. out to. Which I, I did I, give you some of yeah. my dream guests. AC was one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eva, do you have anything? 
I actually think I also have a little mini list. Um, and I'm totally drawing a blank right now too. I'm sorry. I think, no, it's fine. Um, but yeah, let me get back to you. All right. Well, you know, that's all I've got, you guys. Thank you so much for doing this and being here. I'll leave you with this. Do you do any of you have any questions for me or, or want to ask anything for me about anything? Yeah. What's the best thing that you've eaten in the last week? Oh, great. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask too. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought you were going to ask me my favorite episode. Best thing I've eaten in the last week. I, my friend Savannah had us over for dinner on Saturday and made Thai food. She made larb with uh, like vegan larb and coconut rice. And there's this, have you guys been to night market in Echo Park? All my friends love Thai food. And so she made, made this and it was really good. And like, it was, she's an amazing cook and like, I loved it so, so much. And you know, it was, it was whatever. But the thing that was so interesting is that I love Savannah's like simple food that she just cooks for me. Like the week before she had just made like a curry that if I'm really like my answer is true. It's like that what I enjoyed probably like taste wise even more. It was just super simple. And she made it in like two seconds and she laughs at me when I'm like, can you make that curry? You know, and like she's made me more intricate things. But the funniest part about and I will tell this story briefly because that night it was my group of friends here. And if if you were to ask me my my favorite part of my life right now, it would be that. It would be this group of friends that I have here that I am just so incredibly grateful for. And I don't know what I would do without them. And especially I, I had this strange injury happen, which I'm sure I'll tell on the podcast at, at some point recently. And it made it so I needed a lot of help. And the people around me really showed up for me. And so we were at this dinner on Saturday night and, and Savannah made this huge meal and it was a whole thing. And we had all these desserts after. And I was on the phone with my friend Zoe last night talking about that night. And, and she we were talking about body image and we were talking about, you know, like how, and I was reflecting kind of like this is full circle a little bit to the beginning of this podcast of, you know, reflecting on who I was even two years ago, even when I was living in New York and kind of buzzing around where I would have been so different at these, you know, dinners that we have all the time here where I would have missed it. Right. Like I would have missed, I would have, you know, come with some excuse of like, oh, I ate earlier. I'm not really hungry or like just had a little bit or whatever. And I would have missed the connection. I would have missed the, you know, food isn't just nourishment or fuel. It's also community and connection. And having that shared experience with my friends over, especially in COVID, because it's not like you're at a restaurant where you have a little bit more control of what you're eating. It's a lot of dinner parties. It's a lot of saying thank you and not choosing like, yeah, maybe this wasn't my favorite type of cuisine or I wouldn't have had it this way, but it was so delicious, not because of the food, but because of the experience and the community and the love. And so that's my answer. And that's showing growth of a totally different version of myself. And and then also a sadness of like reflecting on how much I missed over, you know, the years where I lingering orthorexia and lingering just bits of control that made me miss 
times that I, you know, could have really been present with people and, and that, that I saw my own growth with that meal. And I think that's, you know, no small thing. And I wanted to comment on that with you, Maria. Like, I, I think that me telling that story is important because that's another piece of feedback on the show that I really do not take lightly of like a lot of people come to this podcast. And I think there's been a tinge of that. I hope all of you don't mind me sharing. Like, I think it's so common as women to have a bit of that. And you all, you know, we've discussed this. And I think that is something that I want this to be a safe place where people can talk about body image and eating disorder recovery, or not even, you know, necessarily what you would categorize as an eating disorder, but just, you know, learning to to be okay with enjoying food and having that be part of our life that, you know, we have so few sensory pleasures and to deny one is really sad. And I did for so, so long. And that's why I asked that question of the best thing you eat, ate in the last week, because I think it's important to celebrate for a lot of us. I relate to that so much, Katie, just that sadness for my past self at denying myself these pleasures and like thinking that I was doing it for good reasons. And I totally agree with you that being with the people you love and just like being able to enjoy the moment and not having to control, it's so magical. And it's such a wonderful, beautiful way to connect with people and life. And I, again, I'm so grateful for the interviews on your podcast and what you've shared that really have helped me get to a place where I feel really joyful around not just food, but not having to control other things in my life. Because as you've talked about, it is not just about the food. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a symptom of of the bigger picture. And yeah, thank you. And it was a real reckoning. And it was a real, you know, moment when when Zoe reflected that to me of like, oh wow. I have come a long way and like, I still have bad body image days. I'm, I'm having one today of like, oh, I'm on my period. And I just like, oh my God, my clothes don't fit and this and that and whatever. And it's like, okay, I could, okay. You've got options here. You can go back to like your old ways of being and try to control and be an asshole to the people around you because you're so obsessed with the, you know, having an eating disorder is so selfish, you know, it's, you're, it's unconscious, subconscious, but it's, you know, you're focusing so much on yourself that you're unable to, to be there for other people. And that does not feel good. And even if I did those things, like who knows? And also, you know, I, I've been going through it and I had to be on some medicine because of this accident and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, it'll balance out, drink more water, enjoy your life. Like I've always liked myself the most, not when I've been eating perfectly, but when I've been enjoying my life. And it's just forgetting that and reminding myself and having people to remind you. And, you know, this show is an accountability to myself of, of staying in that. And, and I really appreciate you saying that, Maria. And I'm happy that it's been that for you. Yeah, it's really been very helpful for me. Katie, who is your dream podcast guest? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I have a list and I have people that I'm constantly reaching out to. I really want to interview more musicians and actors and comedians, writers. I mean, there's there's so many people. I, I would love to talk to Melissa Broder. I, I would love to talk to Erica Chitty. 
those are people I've, I've, I'm like emailing that I hope I get to have on soon. And those are just the ones that, that come to mind. Oh, what about this? If you could re-record or like re-interview someone. Oh, Oh, God. So, I mean, so many people I, (laughs) and I do, I I often have people back on. Oh gosh. There's, I mean, interviewing friends is, is really cool. And, and people who I've gotten to know, and then I get to have them on again and in a different context, something I'm really wanting to do with the show is similar to what we're doing now where I have, I want to, and tell me what you think of this. And logistically, it's been hard. I've had this idea as Maria knows for mm, like five years, I think, and I haven't done it, but it's really come up recently where I want, I, I love my friends so much. And like what I was talking about, about that dinner the other night, like I want to have roundtable discussions where I get like, kind of like what we did today about let it out. Like I want to do one about sex and one about dating and one about food and one about spirituality or one about writing or one about creativity. And I want to have five people or three people or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, a lot of those would be repeat guests. And I want, and, and especially like the conversations that I keep having with my friends around friendship or around dating or around sex, like I want to have that here and get different perspectives and, and have people, you know, like a dinner party. And I, I want to call them rectangle tables because my table that I have in my apartment is a rectangle. And ideally I'd like to like get a bottle of natural wine and have people over and like drink wine and, and talk about things that I would talk about with my friends and record it. So that's what I think I'm I'm most excited about doing and and will do. It's just been it's logistically hard to get one guest on and like you know like it was kind of I mean we did it but it was like kind of hard to do this with four of us, you know. So it's yeah. like it's a little bit of a logistical challenge but that's what I really hope to do. Oh, I love that idea so much because you have had some episodes over the years and I don't know names but you've had friends on yeah. where you're talking about things like friendship. And those episodes are just so intimate in the best way. I absolutely love those. I mean, I, I love like the Mimi icons and Elisa Vitti and, and those people, but like having your friends on and having that kind of connection and conversation is just another level of intimacy. And it's so fun because it really feels, and maybe it's just because I'm connected to you, but I feel all the more a part of those kinds of conversations and I relate to them so much. Thank you. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's the best use of me. Like, I think I am good in that sort of conversation intimacy and getting to that place. And I, I know how to have a conversation and how to, to navigate that with, with anyone, but with, with friends, you know, and I think that's something that I really want to, to do more of. And, and then there are also like, to be so honest and, and Maria and Eva know this too, like there's also marketing challenges of, of the show and sharing it and keeping up with doing it for, you know, nearly a decade of like bringing more people in and, and, you know, thinking about that in terms of guests, which I've like never been been good at doing, which is why it's like, you know, there it's at the level it's at. But, you know, I think that like, I think about that too, if I'm being honest of like, oh, it would be nice to like get to talk to this person, but I don't have a show big enough to be able to reach out to them to even get that contact or, or even be something that they would want to spend their time doing. So that, you know, that's like a reality of the show that, 
you know, prevents some people that I would want to have on, but also like hasn't in, in other ways too. So it's all uncontrollable really and kind of elusive and, and can be magical. And I've met really cool people and I'm excited about the future and believe in Let It Out and, and some of the, the people that I've gotten to have on the show. Well, I think it's been so fun to see the evolution and every, I feel like every season of the podcast has its own vibe. And I have loved seeing, I mean, just the way you've evolved from wellness wonderland to let it out. There's really beautiful threads through all of it, but it's so fun to see just the evolution and how you've grown. And I feel like how I've grown alongside you. It's really, it's just such a cool thing that I've gotten to be a part of. And I'm grateful that you made it. Oh, thank you, Laura. Well, you guys, I really said I was going to keep this tight and keep it at an hour. And I just keep looking at the clock and getting like massive anxieties. <laughs> I'm so sorry I've kept you so long. Do either of you, Eva or, or Maria, did you have a question or want to want to share anything else? I just want to say I also love that idea of having these rectangular table <laughs> discussions. I think that sounds so fun. And it also reminds me of when you... Another let it out question that I really like mm. is your dream dinner party. I remember you used to ask that. I yeah. don't think you've asked that as much recently. But the like the five people you would invite and what you would serve them. So that's like that question. I love that life. question too. I know. You know, I stopped asking it because it felt like it stressed people out. <laughs> but it's a lot of pressure start... to think of it on the spot. <laughs> yeah. But I made start asking. That was it interesting. Again. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one too. Thanks for saying that. That means so much. I love doing this so much and it's been fun to think about my favorite episodes and where I, I, this, I mean, this is, I don't know if this is interesting to anyone else, but it's really scratching an itch for me. So <laughs> thank you for saying that. Yeah. I love that idea too, Katie. I love it so much. And, um, I, I think, you know, anytime that you, you like kind of break the mold and, and can do something like creative like that, it just brings like a new life and energy to everything, you know? And I would love to be a fly on the wall to, your more intimate conversations with like good friends and all the interesting people that you've got there in your community. Thanks. Yeah. You know, I think there's, there's pieces of me. I think people can kind of get the, th I haven't done like a, well, I guess Sasha kind of interviewed me at the end of last season, but we, we kind of talked about just the year as a whole. And, and I think you can kind of like pick up on if you listen to every episode where I am and the things that have have happened and I'll share a little bit little bits and pieces in the intros here and there and as Maria remembers you know when I was moving I was talking about that and when I was traveling I would kind of say where I was but I haven't done like a solo episode in a really long time but just through the questions that I'm asking and who I'm having on it's it's kind of clear what I'm going through like season whatever 2019 was was like heavily about a breakup you know and like the questions I was asking was like have you ever you know I don't know where I'm what's making me think of this but like have you ever had a heartbreak <laughs> and then like just you know weeping on the show for for a couple months and like that's where I was then and then you know I I talked about grief or I talked about you know, crushes for a season or creativity or writing or, you know, it's like pretty, it's pretty easy to kind of see where I am through all of this. And, and the show itself has become a bit of an audio journal for me over the years. And, 
you know, I kind of can't believe that I'm still still doing something that I started when I was 22 because, you know, I just turned 31 and that's quite a leap emotionally from who who I was when I was 22 to to who I am now and those are some transformative years yet I'm still, you know, doing the same same thing. And there's, there's some through lines all the way through. Like I was saying, like I I've changed a lot, but I, there's a lot that's like still the same, you know? And, and thank you for liking that idea. I hope I can actually do it. That's my idea is one thing, but execution is a, is a whole nother, (laughs) but I hope so. And I, and I think I will do it. I think you will. That'll be fun. (laughs) Excited to hear it. Yeah. Same. All right. Well, you guys are wonderful. Anything else that we missed or anything anyone else wants to say? No, other than thank you. I'm so glad that we got to all come here and connect like this. And it's been really fun to reflect back on the past and how much we've grown together. So it's been a really cool experience. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right. Well, let's end with a deep breath all together. Inhale. Let it out. Thank you, guys. I love you all so much. Thank you, you, Katie. This was so fun. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. I am so grateful that you're here. You are part of this community. And if Let It Out means something to you, let me know. I would love to hear from you. Send me a message or comment on a post on Let It Out's Instagram. It's Let It Out with three T's on Instagram or I'm at Katie Dalebout. Links to connect to everyone in this episode will also be in the show notes. And again, like I said at the top, feel free to support our sponsors this week and every week. We have a new sponsor page where you can get all the discounts in one spot. So we'll link to that. And lastly, as you heard in this episode, I genuinely really love creative consulting. And I am announcing here that I am taking on a few new people who want to do creative consulting with me. So the one-on-one creative clinic, Let It Out's creative clinic is for you. If you want support during a life transition or a time of uncertainty, like a move or a relationship transition or starting a new creative project, all things that I've done a bunch of times. And like Eva said, you know, I'm not an expert in any of those things. However, I would love to be the person who says, watch your step. Let me be there for you and hold space and support you. It's also a place if you would like help developing creative habits and routines with gentle accountability, if you're personally feeling like you're in a rut or collectively and you need help moving through some of your creative or personal blocks. And it's a place where we can really move through things together. I do this three-month program that is the time frame that feels correct for me to work with people. And it's a place to feel your most creative and connected and be supported while you move towards that. It's a supportive container to help you begin to maintain positive well-being and creative habits. It's a place to grow personally and creatively and grow your self-worth. It's a place to turn to if you feel like you're in a rut or you want to 
consult on a project that's in a rut. That's another thing I've done. It's a place to bring a bud of an idea to nurture and water and grow it and brainstorm. So just book a free consultation session with me if this sounds interesting to you at all. And we'll talk it out. We'll figure out if it makes sense for us to work together or not. And if not, I'll I'll try to give you a suggestion on something else. But I would really, really love to talk to you about it if you are curious and you can read testimonials from other people. I'm going to read a testimonial now from someone named Nicole who was a student at Georgetown University and she had recently graduated and she said, Katie has the unique ability of making you feel totally accepted while pushing you to be honest with yourself. I leave every session feeling empowered knowing she will keep me accountable. It's funny to read something nice that someone wrote about me. However, I really love that because she captured it, right? It's like, I am very gentle, yet I will be there to keep you accountable for what you want to do and help you find that clarity. So, you know, I take all the experience I have from, you know, making projects on the internet and I support the people I work with through my experience, through everything that I've learned, all my successes, all my failures, everything I've learned from my network of collaborators and friends. And I support you to become better at being yourself and close the gap between who you are now and who you wish and and want to be. This process is messy. Personal growth is nonlinear. And like we spoke about in this episode, when we're down, I believe that other people can help pick us up. And I like to do that for people in this container. And I'm really excited to to start doing this more. And it's something that I've, as you've heard, been doing for years, but haven't really talked about that much. And I'm excited to provide this friendly container again. So again, the philosophy is really to highlight and uncover what lights you up creatively and personally. And then I tailor journaling prompts to connect you with your intuition and help you develop a clear direction with actionable steps to really get you towards the vision for your life that you really want. We figure it out together and I help you figure out how to get there. So book a session if that sounds interesting to you. If not, blessings. I will talk to you next week with a brand new episode. The emoji for this week's episode is the family because this was a really community episode. It was a real full circle episode and you are part of the Let It Out family, whether you work with me one-on-one or through my group programs like Creative Underdogs or you listen to the podcast or I've met you at an event or I will meet you at an event somewhere sometime soon or you've read my book. I'm grateful for all of it. So if you are new here, what we do with the emoji is we comment it on each other's Instagrams to let us know we're listening all the way to the end. So comment it on my Instagram, on any of the guests' Instagrams, on Let It Out's Instagram to let us know you got all the way here. And if you have any questions about working with me one-on-one, feel free to DM Let It Out and I will get back to you or email me. My email is katie at letitoutwith3ts.com. And I will talk to you very soon. I hope to talk to to a lot of you. And if you want to do a free consultation and see if working with me one-on-one would be a good fit. All right. Love you. Talk next week. Bye.